Welcome to OOO, an out of ordinary podcast where we dig deep into case studies and the nitty gritty of Web3 marketing. You'll find here all the amazing people that are building Web3, so stick to us as we address their marketing secrets and learn how to build amazing products and brands. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Alex. And today I have with me Miha. For those of you who don't know much of her, Miha is my co-host here on Out of Ordinary Podcast, and she's a community manager for NFT projects focusing on building stories for brands in order to reach real audiences with real followers who are really interested in that specific project. Hi, Miha. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Alex? I'm good, and I'm so excited that we're doing this because I think um, our audience will be so interested to know how you've been... Uh, how you sold out five NFT projects in 2022 and share some of our your little secret sauces with us today. Sure, this is why I'm here today. And during this podcast, I will be sharing a lot of secret techniques that I'm sure the audience will really enjoy. So let's get to it. So first off, what do you think are the differences between the beginning of 2022 and 2023 when it comes to NFT projects? We went from a bull market to a bear market. And I think um, everybody's so worried and everybody's been thinking about um, where this is going and if it's really worth building something in the space anymore. Yeah, I have the same feeling like during this year we had so much um, growth in the NFTs projects in terms of like the utility that they were offering and the things that they were providing for the audience. But at the same time, um, we had less and less NFTs projects building on. And that's because, of course, of the bear market and the investors starting to be more mature in um, checking the projects and what they are really investing their money on. I think... Um, at the beginning of 2022, it was quite easy to sell out a project. I saw a lot of NFTs projects being sold out in like, I don't know, 30 minutes. It was crazy. But right now, beginning of 2023, things are really different on that area. But we still have a lot of projects that are selling out and having right now crazy floor prices. And that is showing us that the NFTs, they still have a long way to go. What about the NFT community members? Like, do they want anything different? Yes, I'm totally sure that they want different things. So there are already some uh, utilities or tactics that the NFTs projects they were using for the last maybe two years that the people are starting to get tired of. So they want innovation. They want new things. Uh, They don't trust anymore like projects that... um, are just uh, showing that, okay, we will be able to sell out and that's it. And maybe you will receive um, just a token or just access to our Discord. Like that's not good enough anymore. So um, community members, I think they are pretty, pretty smart in 2023 and they really want a lot of things from us. So we need to be able to provide them that. Well, I mean, like a lot of things have changed uh, in the past year, let's say. But one of, mo- one of the most important questions I have for you today is, are NFT projects dead in 2023? I've seen a lot of uh, people that I've been talking to asking me this, and they were telling me, I don't, we don't know if we should uh, build an NFT, um, any, um, an NFT collection anymore, because we think uh, the it's a very 
slippery slope situation, but I really want to know your opinion about this. So NFTs, they are not dead and they will never be dead, in my opinion. But NFTs projects that don't provide a thing, they are definitely dead. <laughs> they don't have a space in 2023, so there is no space for them. If your project is so real... you mean real utility, right? Yeah, exactly. Real utility and real community. No more bots, no more fake influencers, no more fake campaigns, no more lying to your audience, no more stealing, okay? <laughs> we know that. So be real and come with an amazing team. Build an amazing community, build loyal um, community members that they will be there and provide something for them. Fix their problems, right? Because that's what we are always looking in marketing. Like when we create a marketing for a product, we are always focusing on this product. What solution is it solving? So it's the same with the NFTs. Are you solving um, a problem? So before we get into... Um talking about how you've done it and some of your tactics and what you've what you've used i want to ask you what do you think um, the team of an of an nft project should be composed of because i know you you just mentioned that and i think it's a very important um thing to touch on so here for example I've been working with web2 companies that they wanted to build web3 products nfts in my case and one of the main things is that they want to keep that structure of Web2 companies. So look, I will tell you something that happened during one mint. Um, you know how Web2 companies, they have their technical team. So they will have the developers that they are on a different team. They have the marketing team. And during the sellout, there was a problem because yes, the, the NFT was sold out. There was a problem with one of the wallets that was charged um, an amount for like doing the mint. And that amount shouldn't have been charged. So normally what you do on an NFT project is that you just run to your developer uh, and you say, hey, this smart contract, look, can you look into this smart contract? Can you look into this wallet and tell me why this happened? And most of the times on NFTs projects, all the people, they will be there because it's a minting period. So everyone is in. But on a Web2 company, you need to send emails to talk with the technical team and they need to escalate the email. And it will take three days to receive a reply to that. And for a community member on the NFT space, three days, it's a lot of time. So this short story was just to tell you that the teams, they are very different. You need to have your developer that needs to create your smart contract, it's better to have it in-house and to not collaborate with external companies just because of the things that I already mentioned. You have him or her fully into your project and they will be available for you. You also need to have maybe a developer for the, you know, the website, the front end, back end. Uh, you need to have your community manager. Um, if you have budget, have a marketing team, a small, small marketing team, but someone who can handle the social media, someone for the events, someone for the, you know, all the different campaigns that you will be creating and then have someone focus on the NFT space as a business advisor, as a consultant. They can tell you exactly what other projects have tried to create and maybe they failed or maybe they did it right, but at least you will have someone that is in the space and that can offer you really valuable insight. And I think that's one of the most um, important roles on the NFT teams. 
All right, all right. I like uh, I like what you're saying. So during 2022, you sold out five NFT collections. Uh, can you tell us some of your secret sauces and how did you do it? Yes, I can tell you some, but I will just say that every collection is different. The things that you're offering to the audience are different. The audience itself is different. So you need to know exactly what will work for your project. For some projects, the most important thing was the community. For some other projects, the most important thing was the story and the art. And for some others, it was partnerships or maybe influencers campaigns. So we can talk about some of them during this podcast. So I can give you some of the <laughs> secret sauce uh, and our audience, they can go home and think a bit about it and see what can work for their project. But wait, wait, wait. before like we get into it, I want to ask you, what do you think or when is the right moment to figure out like which is the direction you should take? Uh, is it influencer marketing? Is it partnerships? Is it community? Because from what I've seen, a lot of people are focusing on community and everybody's talking about it. But I feel like nobody knows exactly or like many people or like many projects don't know exactly what they're doing. And I think sometimes this is one of the reasons why they fail or they get it right. True. I think um, you should start thinking about it just at the beginning. Uh, you can think, is our art really something innovative, something that we didn't see before and something that can help us sell out just by having the art? Um, do we want to work with influencers and what kind of influence, influencers can really help us? Or for example, maybe we are very good at making friendships and relationships and we just want to partner with a lot of people and create a lot of events with different projects for the community. So some projects, they are really doing that, um, hosting and organizing a lot of different events. And it's amazing. And it helps the project like reach new audience and keep on growing. So just at the beginning, take your team, Look at all the different things that your NFT has and that your NFT is offering and just see, okay, how can we go about this? And of course, ask the marketing team. <laughs> so we go back to basics, right? Yeah. Get, get your team right. So for example, now talking about marketing team and going back to basics, uh, and I was talking about communities. Matskas, it's one of my favorite projects. I've been working with them, I think it will be one year now soon. So um, the main reason why Madskos um, has sold out so many different collections during 2022, it was the community. They have a really, really loyal community. And how do you know when you have a loyal and engaged community and how does this help you sell um, out the project? So, you know, your community is loyal when they are there with you, even on the days that maybe you don't want to be there. So <laughs> that's something really nice. Like a lot of times I go on Discord and I see the community is talking so much and they create so, ma uh, so many memes and they say funny things and they send us a lot of different feedbacks and ideas and hey guys what if we try to integrate this or what do you think about this can we do this 
and they also push you like they're uh, always like saying okay when do we have this when are you launching this feature when are you coming with this when do we have another campaign so that's very great because they motivate you to keep working and building and another really important thing that comes with a loyal community is the user-generated content that I think uh, not so many people are talking about it on the NFT space. And it's very, very important because the hype around the project, it's created by the community. So if you have a community that is building a lot of user-generated content, it's going every day on Twitter and it's talking about you to their friends, to their communities, to their audiences, that's very valuable and that will help you so much. So when it comes to keeping your community engaged, do you think um, the fact that you give them a chance to participate or be participants or be investors in this project and um, take part of building it, uh, do you think this is the key of keeping them engaged or do you think this is one of the keys of keeping them engaged? That's one of the keys, but another key is always trying to innovate and bring new things. For example, for Madscores, we build different campaigns. There were games on Discord, uh, or we call an event. I remember when we launched the stacking, we call it the barbecue event because on our story, the Madscores, they go out and kill humans and they bring back flesh and the flesh is the token. So to launch our token, we created a barbecue campaign where um, like we have a community space, you needed to bring the elements and the elements, the different ingredients, we post them on our social media channels. So for example, you will have one, I don't know, tomato on Instagram. You will have one beer on one Discord channel. So the community members, they needed to go out, search for those ingredients and bring them to the barbecue campaign, uh, to the barbecue event, sorry. And the idea of the campaign was like, you bring the ingredients, the food, and we bring the meat because we were launching the token. So those are kind of things that keeps the community engaged, like be innovative and create stories and ask the community to do different things like little games uh, and play with them and be with them. For example, Madskulls has the um, Madcast. Every Monday they have a podcast, uh, Twitter Spaces. Uh, that it's at midnight for me, so it's so late. So I'm always listening to it in the morning because he's the founder uh, being active on the podcast. And I'm always so amazed by the number of people that like turn in the podcast and they are there and they listen. And we even have community members that they will go to the podcast. They will take the, the key topics that they discussed and they will create like a little text, a little agenda with the key topics and they will post that on Twitter or on Discord. So that's amazing. To give a little bit of a better context about what you're saying, can you can you tell our audience what is Mad Skulls um, and what are their connect what are their collections about? Yeah, sure. So Mad Skulls right now it's I would say one of the biggest projects on Avalanche. Um, the story behind the Mad Skulls is that you know typically we will see like um, horror movies with skeletons and things like that that they are scary. Um, the story, it's um, the opposite. So the maskers, the skulls, they are nice. They live in peace. They have a peaceful life in Skull City, their universe. And some humans arrive to, to kill them. So they pass through a portal and they start killing all the skulls. So that was the, the initial story that we had. And after we started developing this story, 
into multiple stories. So the first collection that they launched back in February 22, uh, it was the baby skulls. So, you know, every universe needs the little kids. So we had the baby skulls collection that was sold out really fast. And all the holders of the Baby Skulls collection, they are called believers because they believe in the project and they have special advantages in Skull City. The second collection was Hall of Fames. It's a collection created with different projects. So uh, our artists mixed the, the art of the Mad Skulls and the art of another project, creating a one-on-one piece uh, that was um, sold on an auction. So each of the pieces of the collection, they are an auction. And after the big Mad Skulls collection that appeared in uh, June, so that's a huge collection and it's the, the adults skulls and the main ones. So what do you think uh, people liked mostly when it comes to your collection or like Mad Skulls in general? Do you think it was the, the art itself or do you think it was the story? Do you think... Um, Because like, I'm guessing people don't just want to buy art. They want to be a bit more involved. And I know you've done a lot of campaigns to keep them engaged. But what do you think was the main reason why people uh, bought your your collections? So um, people buy for the art, definitely. But at the beginning, we were not known for the art. Now I think we are and our artist, it's a great artist that is collaborating for so many different NFT collections. So the art is definitely something. But at the beginning, if I'm honest, I think the reason why they chose us is because we focus on building, not on creating FOMO. We were just so focused on building and bringing new features Um At the beginning, we only had a website. Building on the ecosystem, right? Yeah, building on the ecosystem. (laughs) So at the beginning, we didn't have the website that we have right now, that is kind of like a a platform, you know, Skull City. No, at the beginning, we just had a normal website, uh, like a presentation website. And even there, the team managed to build something. So for example, if you were the holder of the baby skulls back in February 2022, you could just jump into the website and subscribe for a weekly um, airdrop of two AVEX. So those two AVEX, they were given away between the holders of the collection. So you can see that it was just like, after selling out the first moment, what they did was start building. Okay, we can't deliver right now a huge platform with a huge amount of features, but what we can do is start delivering little things that will show you that you can trust us and that we are here to stay. And during next year, we will be creating more. And of course, right now, (laughs) there is a lot more to the story. Okay, now it makes sense. Um, I wanna. I want us to get into another another example. So another project you've worked on is Ojer's Clan. So I want to know what do you think is the secret behind behind the sellout of the of their collection. The secret for Ojer's Clan it's really easy. It's story and art. So um, it's the same artist from the Band Skulls collection. So people already knew him and they already knew that they can expect something good in terms of the art. Uh, And he wanted to keep the art secret. So we didn't show the art at all. It was after the 
the sellout and after the, I think it was 24 hours, then they had the reveal of the art. So they finally saw that. But during the, um, the one month, because it took us one month to sell out, from the moment that we activated the Twitter profile until the moment of the mint date, uh, we didn't show the art. So what we did uh, is that I started creating a story uh, where, you know, the, the girls, they are a bit dumb, so they do dumb things. So it was kind of funny tweets um, telling you a story about how things are happening because there was a war between... Um, well, on the realm and so on. So I was telling that story in little funny tweets and the people were so interested in the story and what's happening. And Riza, the artist, he was creating uh, little illustrations along the way to show us how the story is evolving. So that was the key thing that uh, helped the August clan sell out. It was just building an amazing story that get people curious don't show the art, so get people even more curious. Uh, and at the end, de deliver an amazing thing, deliver amazing art. What was the story about? So uh, the story was basically that all the ogres, they live together in August realm. And one of the guys uh, just decided to um, go against the king. So now the king is gathering an army and going to fight to take back his throne. Um, how long did it take you to sell out both collections? Because I know I didn't ask you about Mad Skulls. So uh, Mad Skulls, it was uh, different because we had three. So the first Baby Skulls collection, we started uh, Twitter on January. We minted on February and it sold out in three hours. Hall of Fames, they were auctions. So there was the auction was finished in like maybe 15 minutes, I think, every auction, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Mad Skulls uh, was sold out during two weeks. Like we launched that in January, uh, not sorry, um, June. So it was kind of six months after we started the project and it took us around two weeks to sell out. So it was during a period of uh, two weeks. And August, we started in September end of September the Twitter and we sell out in end of October and it took us 35 minutes so basically the um, having a strong base was the key to your success I'd say yes and I think that applies for every kind of project if you know how to set up the the basics uh, what you need to achieve um how are you planning to achieve that? How are you planning to grow your community? How are you planning to create this hype? So hype comes with curiosity. Uh, every time something makes us curious, we will, you know, tell a friend. So that creates the hype. And if you have those things, then things can't go bad. What strategy do you think would be extremely useful for NFT projects moving forward in 2023? So something that I saw that uh, it's been growing a lot during 2022, and I think it will be even more interesting and more strong in 2023 are the partnerships. Uh, partnerships are starting to be more mature. So people are not anymore doing this giveaway. Hey, your project, my project, let's do a giveaway. Let's uh, give one NFT. Now they are starting to be uh, things like real uh, friendship relationships between projects that are helping each other, that they are creating events. Uh, with each other. They are bringing their communities together to 
let's play, uh, let's talk, let's share this. And I think if people still use them um, the right way in 2023, it can really help a lot of projects um, grow, achieve bigger audience and also build a lot of trust in the community members. Um, I think your story was pretty good. Um, uh, and I think I would add, I know, I don't know what's your opinion on that, but I would add the fact that I think real utility for me would be very, very important moving forward in 2023 besides storytelling and partnerships and showing that people can actually trust you. Uh, but the fact that people, when people buy into it, they, they understand the value of it. Um, they're not just there for the story or for the game. I think that'll be very, very important uh, moving forward um, this year. But um, it's only only time will tell um, by the end of the year to see exactly what's going to happen with that. And hopefully we're also going to get out of this um, recession and bear market and we will see uh, more projects flourishing. Before we, we close this off, I wanted to ask, like, are there any resources or anything that um, you would like to share with our audience today? I think the main resource would be to follow us on our LinkedIn profiles so people can stay updated with the new um, podcast episodes because what we are trying to do here is really bring people that can share a lot of um, value, uh, learning uh, things and um, resources to the people. So just make sure that you follow us because we will be posting and creating a lot of resourceful things for you. And I think it's also important to mention that if anybody knows any, um, or if you're an, an, an entrepreneur or um, if you're a marketer or if you want to debate more about a certain project and you think it would be really cool, uh, we are really open to it and we, really, we would really like to know uh, more about it. So uh, don't forget to to always to drop us a message. Our DMs are always open. Yes, my DMs are open. <laughs> so I'm waiting for all of you. Thank you, Miha. Thank you, Alex. It has been great. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Out of Ordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more content like this, then open up the podcast app and click on the follow or subscribe button. It takes less than five seconds and is the single best thing you can do to support the show and stay up to date to more marketing strategies that are being used in the Web3 space.